Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Two Brothers, One Mike. I'm Joe and as always with me, my brother, Coach Tony. In today's episode, we're talking about the worst you. I know, Tony, we're always, uh, we always end our shows every time with be the best you. Maybe you could elaborate a little bit on what we're talking about when we're talking about being the worst version of yourself. We're all human. Um, there's, there's, from what I understand uh, and what I believe, there's only one being that is perfect. Uh, that's the rumor out there. <laughs> and, uh, and it's not a rumor, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that's a little sarcasm. But, and so we're always striving for perfection, right? I mean, I mean, life to me, life is about striving for perfection. You never get there. I don't care if it's in your personal life. I don't care if it's in your business life, any aspect of it. All right. Whether it's academically, athletically, whatever it is on your, in your everyday adventures, you're striving for something, especially when you have your own personal goals that you're going after and you're trying to reach perfection. And that's what life really is all about is trying to achieve that perfection, but never really getting there. But when you try your best to get there, you achieve much more than you thought you ever could. So along that pathway, it's a bumpy road, right? And that bump, yeah, that bumpy road is where we run into the worst you. And it's when we have those moments in life that bring out the worst in us rather than the best of us. And, and I think the biggest reason why I wanted to do this show, and we've talked about this off air, um, is because I always want people to understand this is not Tony and Joe Sargentopoulos preaching to them follow us and do what we do all the time because we are here and you are here. No, we're trying to be as transparent as possible that we are uh, just as guilty of the worst you as anybody else. And you're going to see that today for sure. You know, right. It's interesting that you said about that. I, you know, every once in a while, and I've said this probably a million times before uh, Facebook, every once in a while, they come out with something that actually makes Good sense. Uh, and, and I read something, one of the memes that have been out there, something about how your goals are not finish lines, they're just set points. You know, you, you, any time that you, that you actually reach a goal, you should be reaching for another goal. You should never be happy or find yourself to be finished. So as you struggle to reach perfection, you're going to find it becomes, import, it becomes impossible because you're just constantly setting the next, you're setting yourself up for the next goal, or you should be. Yes. Yeah, and... and there's so many there's so many to add to that there's so many different ways of being the worst you it's not just throwing temper tantrums you know what i mean things of and i i say that and laugh um folks i i, I people tell me i have a short fuse anyway uh and and we'll talk a little bit about that it's not just about that it's not just about being uh somebody who um, makes ignorant and rude comments to people all the time. It's not just about that when we talk about being the worst Jew. It's about doing things sometimes that then you sit back and think to yourself, was that really the way to handle that situation? Even though I didn't harm anybody, really, emotionally or physically, which we're going to talk about. Um, it's more, It's more just the way you handle life sometimes and then you at the end of the day say to yourself, whether it's um, in a prayer before you go to bed or when you wake up, or whether it's when you're talking to somebody who you've entrusted all your life, your mother, your father, and they're giving you some insight that you really didn't pay attention to, right? So, and you realize, ah, maybe I handled that 
the wrong way. I wasn't being the best me. Uh, and so uh, a little story, Joe, that I'd like to tell today before we get into everything else where I may have been in you, you, Joe, you, I don't want to say you be the judge, uh, but you be the judge. <laughs> Was I being the best me in this situation? So <laughs> I, I could be very sarcastic, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to lie to you. And my point always is to try and make people laugh. Laughter to me is the most important thing in life. Well, it's very important to be able to laugh. I should say that. I don't know if it's always the most important thing in life. But if you're not laughing, you're crying. So, I mean, uh, I like to try and find the humor in everyday life as well. Uh, um, just to try and, I guess it calms me. And I like to make people laugh. I always have. Well, I went on a Facebook, not FaceTime Live, a Facebook Live, um, Joe, not that long ago. A couple weeks ago, maybe, not even. Anybody who's on my personal page knows this, including Joe, who's now smiling he, he, because he knows what I'm going to talk about. So for all of, uh, all, all of our friends out there in T-Bomb land, I pull up to a grocery store. I'm not going to name who it was, <laughs> but it was a local grocery store where I'm at here in Lansing. And uh, dating the show a little bit. There were pumpkins sitting outside of the grocery store because, ladies and gentlemen, it is October of 2022. I saw a sign by the pumpkins, and this was as I was driving away. It wasn't when I was going into the store. I didn't pay any attention. And the sign said, buy one pumpkin for $5 or buy two for eleven fifty. So, <laughs> I saw the sign, and Joe, it wasn't making sense to me, okay? I wasn't, I was trying to add, and as I said in my Facebook Live, I was, I carried the one, I got, and it just wasn't all coming together, right? It wasn't adding up the way it should. And then I thought, you know, is this that new math <laughs> that they talk about that we see our kids going through right now? And, and so, I, I'm trying to be funny, I left the I left the story right there on my Facebook Live on my personal page. Let me tell the rest of the story now. There was a lady outside, and she was she was placing the mums. By the way, my one of my favorite flowers. I love mums. Um, she was placing the mums up and getting ready for the fall scenery with the haystacks and everything. And I said to her, I said, "Ma'am, I said, can I ask you a question?" Now I'm trying to be funny, right? Maybe I'm not being the best me here. And I said. What if I bought one pumpkin? I put the pumpkin in my truck. I drove the pumpkin around the block, came back, and bought a second pumpkin. That would be $10 instead of the $11.50. She had no idea where I was going with this. I drove away. I was not being the best me. I don't know. But, but... I came back to the store about three days, just just two days ago from when we're actually right now sitting here and doing this show. I had to pick up a few more things from the store. I saw the sign had changed. Now it said it got better. Two pumpkins, okay, one pumpkin for $5 or two pumpkins for $10. Joe, here's my guess. Three pumpkins for $15. 1609. <laughs> and I, it, I, I don't know. I said, where's the sale here? Where's the catch? What are we marketing here? And so 
This is an example, though, of maybe I'm not being the best me here. I could have went up and said, ma'am, can I talk to you for a second? I think the sign's wrong, and here's why. But instead, I was sarcastic. I was trying to be funny. I, I Hey, I got a lot of laughing faces on Facebook. That made me feel good inside. Right. I got to ask you a question. I'm afraid. Were there, a lot of, were there a lot of pumpkins in? I mean, did it seem like people were making this purchase? Uh, no. There's a lot of pumpkins there if anybody wants to go check it out. Um, and maybe because they're not ready for the pumpkins yet. Some people are ready for pumpkins in August. I, These... I was wondering because I was going to open up shop maybe up in Lansing. It, yeah, seems, yeah. it seems like. You, oh yeah, you could I definitely. Make money. <laughs> you make a lot of money up here, I guess. It was just, it was, you know. So, so Joe, I mean, I guess what my point is by telling this story in this show is, I wasn't being the best me, um, but at the same time, I'm just trying to get a chuckle at somebody else's expense. So you have to watch that, though. I may have offended that lady, and she may not even be the person who, you know, she could have turned and said, "Listen, I get it. I see it." I don't, I, but she literally was very confused. And, and then I, I thought about this, you know, the other day I said, eh, maybe I'm not being very, <laughs> maybe I should just shut my mouth, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm being transparent there. I'm trying to make people laugh, but it was at somebody else's expense, but I didn't ask for the lady's name. I didn't go Facebook live and ask for an interview with her. That would have probably been the worst me right there for sure. But, um, folks, I mean, Watch where you buy your pumpkins, I guess, is the maybe the overall moral of the story. I don't know. but So there's that. But that being said, Joe, let's get into the show today about some things that cause us to be the worst you. I'm sure you've got a, and our favorite word, plethora of things Absolutely. you will, yeah. Absolutely things, plethora. Yeah. And, and so let's talk about, I think today we're going to talk about maybe five different aspects. And we could branch off of that, you know, avenues here and there. Being treated unfairly. Now, everybody has a different look on this, right? When you feel that you're being treated unfairly, and I don't care if it's in the workplace, I don't care if it's in your personal life, by people you don't know, strangers, by family members, by coworkers, being treated unfairly, I think, can bring out the worst in people sometimes. Anytime that you have ever thought you were being treated unfairly, you personally, Anytime yes. I felt that. Oh, I mean, oh. I, 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 I keep nothing. That I could just like the pops in my mind. I don't, I'm sure it's happened. Yeah. Well, well. I mean, like we've had <laughs> you and I have had several discussions in the past, just like places that you have done work for, and and oh, yeah, certainly, certainly. Okay, yeah. When there's lack of courtesy and consideration, yeah, absolutely. Sure. So there's there's no justice there, right? Is the way no. you look at it, and so. So I think, folks, the question you have to ask yourself here is when you're being treated unfairly and you feel like there's no justice, how do you handle that? It's not easy to be the best you in this situation, right? Especially if you're putting everything into something and you're getting a lot of negativity back. You're not getting any support. We're going to talk about that in a minute, right? But it's so, so that just what we're doing today is just pointing out some things where we feel these are situations that make us the worst you. And understandably so, we're human beings. It's just, to me, it's not so much about being the worst you as it is how quickly can you recover from it? Or do you hang on to it and dwell on it for, for weeks, you know, days, weeks, months? 
I think that right there would be definitely, you know, when you have people that dwell on things for months, and I, I know people that carry stuff with them for years, grudges, so to speak. It's not healthy for that individual at all. And yeah. it's it, what, what it turns into uh, when that grudge, when they develop that grudge, um, is the, well, if they did this, then I would do that. And I mean, we just recently talked about, like, we build it up into this huge thing that it never really was. And that's what we start feeding off of. Like, we become our own worst enemy. Mm -hmm. um, the easiest thing in the world, the best thing, not the easiest thing, but the best thing is to put into practice just kind of forgiveness and moving forward with, okay, well, but I still have this going on for me. Like recently we were talking about a specific thing that happened with me and, and I had to find the, still the positive that was, that was there for me. Right. Um, and so, and I hate to be, you know, so general about it. Uh, unfortunately this, this is a current situation, so I don't want to really get too specific. Um, uh, but the point is, um, you know, you, you get to the point where you have to just look at the positives and when the pros outweigh the cons, you just you have to push the cons to the side, especially when there's no resolve. Like there's nothing I could have done to make things better except prep for the worst, right? And sure, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, again, not to be too much more, you know, uh, uh, you know, saying things that that nobody has a clue what we're talking about here, right? Um, yeah. But today I had to show up extra early to make sure that I can resolve the issue uh, before it got into uh, or before it became a problem. Right. So that's what I did. I just had to play some, um, uh, do some troubleshooting and, and figure some things out aside from where I should have received some help. And, and I, I think maybe and me knowing the issue, um, maybe one way you could look at it is uh, at least I was informed before I showed up. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, was, yeah. I was fortunate because what happened was um, I took notice of that situation. Nobody informed me. I took notice. Oh, of I, I got you. I got you. Right. And then I brought it to some other people's attention. And then it was explained to me that, well, it's kind of tough luck. Um, you know, but the big spinner I was today made a, made a lot of good money down, down doing my portrait. So yeah, yeah. It doesn't really matter. End of the day, things worked out well. So. Things worked out well. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, that being said, I hate, I hate when I say that because I don't want to just, to me, when I say that being said, it's like, it's like I'm, I am dismissing dismissing what you just said. <laughs> That's being the worst you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm dismissing what Joe's talking about. You're dismissing what your co-host is saying. You're the worst you, Coach Tony. Um, what I should say is moving on to point number two, which carries from point number one. Sure. Emotional and physical abuse. That could definitely bring out the, the worst you. Now, I say physical abuse, and everybody immediately is is thinking an all-out, you know, melee, you know, a big... And I, I guess when somebody attacks you physically, you know, the best shoe's not coming out. I still believe this. I, You know, when you're 16, you may not believe it, but when you're 52, nobody wins in a physical battle. Um, everybody loses that. Everybody. Not, uh, only, it, not only do you lose on the inside in the way that it all pans out i mean we mm -hmm. look at the whole will smith infamous slap situation yes uh, who's I, I believe is honestly regretting what he did more and more every day um but but yeah. you know what listen if if at even me at 48 if i were to get into a fisticuffs you know if that's 
if that's still a word that people use, uh, you know, but if I were to get into a physical altercation, you know, even if I won, my hands would kill me. <laughs> you know, parts of me will never recover. I will be sore. My arms will hurt from throwing punches. I mean, it's just, I'm not the same person I was back then. So really nobody wins. I've talked about this with people our age uh, quite uh, frequently when we, we joke and laugh about that. Um, I work with a lot of young people right? 21, 22, 23. They do the bar scene. They talk about these types of situations. Somebody bumped into somebody. Oh, dude, it, you know, they were out there. I mean, there was like five dudes. on, and I, and, and I just listen and I'm like, yeah, I'm walking away. I mean, like there's no, you have to, folks, I could tell you this. I don't care what kind of shape I'm in right now. I feel like I'm in pretty good shape. I'm telling you right now, there's only maybe two ways you're getting me into a physical altercation these days at age 52. Either you're attacking me and I have to defend myself or you're attacking my children and I have to defend them, which it's not going to fare well. I could tell you that right now in that situation. So I'm pulling out all the stops for those two. Every other situation, I'm trying my best to be the best me and laugh and walk away. There's no, nobody, really, even when you're, you know, 18-year-olds, I know we have, like, what, around 20% of the people that listen to this show yeah. between 18 and 22. Folks, guys, listen, you're talking to two guys that were there, and I think your parents will tell you this as well, at least I hope they would, and your coaches and your mentors. Nobody wins in a fight. Nobody. You may have won the fight, uh, somebody else gave up first, but so many bad things can go wrong. So many things can go sideways so quickly. It's just, it, uh, unfortunately, it's human nature, but the physical of it is definitely being the worst you, you know, and then there's the emotional part of it that I just was talking about, you know, two seconds ago and not just, you know, emotionally how you handle a physical altercation afterward, but just emotionally being attacked Social media being one way, you know, we talk about the cyberbullying and we talk about all the emotional attacking that's going on these days and what it leads to mentally. There's a show for Dr. Nicole Rentilla. Um, just the amount of unfortunate suicides that we hear about with the young people who never say anything about being attacked in this way. They never go to anybody. They never seek help for it. And it leads to just very unfortunate situations, um, not just in this country, but in the world. And, and so it's, it's a shame that, you know, that's going on. And then I think the people that are being emotionally attacked don't want anybody to know about it because then it seems like they're just being crybabies or, oh, please handle it. You know, and, and you get a lot of our generation that does that. The Generation X, you know, we're guilty of that. Back in our day, this is how we handled that. Back in our day, we didn't have social media, no, bullying, no. and things of that nature. No. It was face-to-face -face and, and uh, deal with it. So it's a whole different ballgame in that situation because people can be even – I mean, they could take mean to a whole different level because there's no repercussions for it. So, you know, I think that could be a huge problem. And the people that are doing that when it comes to bullying, give me a break already, folks. You know, we know we know that a lot of times with the bullying being the worst you and bullying people, um, 
we know a lot of times, uh, and, and, and we've seen this on so many different shows and talking to clinical psychologists and reading about these studies, the bully is somebody who has been bullied or somebody who doesn't feel that good about themselves. And so they want to pick out whatever they can from other people and they want to attack them in a certain way. Sometimes when you attack somebody who doesn't know how to handle that, that's what leads to the bigger problems down the road. And that's definitely being the worst you, if you ask me. Um, I mean, anything that you would want to add to that at all when it comes to that? Or did I cover everything just now? No, I feel like you covered quite a bit. I mean, <laughs> just recently we had uh, 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 an occurrence, not anywhere local, where a young lady uh, just told the kid to, you know, he, he, he was considering suicide. And, uh, you know, she was telling him, like, how he'd be better off and all this. And he did it, and it all came back. I mean, I, I know she's in prison now. Um, I don't know how long she was in or if she is still in, um, I really don't know all the specifics. I just know that was generally what happened. Uh, and so, you know, a lot of people don't, they don't consider consequences for their behavior, uh, when they're, when they're doing this stuff. Um, you know, one other thing to elaborate too on the, on the physical stuff that we're talking about, there's so many things that can happen. I could tell you a handful of times that I've had people that it was supposed to be a fist fight and somebody took a wrong fall and, you know, hit their head you know it, it, here's something that was a little slap boxing thing this person fell hit their head dead well you guys were just messing around and guess who's you know sitting in prison now yeah negligent homicide um so, you know there's it, it, so many things can happen that's something that you know people that are in boxing and in mma fighting and things um one of the bigger things that their coaches are are a little bit more adamant about uh you know just to kind of keep your hands to yourself when you're you know not kind of keep your hands to yourself because anything can happen i mean who right knows? and your hands are considered deadly weapons in that situation uh, that's something right there <clears throat> when you think it's just going to be a, a a physical fist fight and things go south, that's the worst you that you have to carry for the rest of your life. That yeah, never goes away. Even if you if now you go and you serve your sentence and you do your stuff, that's fine. But then you get out, and no matter what, you took somebody's life. And that you weren't trying to do all that, you know. And sure, you could put on that mask and act like, you know, you're hard and all that good stuff. But no, that's probably yeah. not the case. No, it's not. And I actually have seen that happen with young people. Good kids. Good kids. I doing know them stupid, personally. Doing stupid stuff. Well, they 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 were they were um, a gentleman who had been drinking. Um, basically, tried to engage with them in in a fist fight, and the young man who was protecting his buddy, literally protecting him from the older gentleman, um, the way he hit the gentleman and the way the gentleman hit the ground. Uh, head first on the concrete he died and you know this young man god bless him he, he the, what you have to deal with from the public you know you're now this monster you know and all you were doing was protecting your one friend from the bigger guy who was coming after him because he had drank too much mm -hmm. and you now become this monster and he had to go through a lot in life and uh, today he's doing much better um but um, it, that's something that will never, he'll never be able to, you know, I, he, he's learned how to handle it, but it's always going to be there. It's always going to be a thing. Yeah. It's always it going always to be, be there. Sure. So it just, it doesn't work out. And, and we're talking about the worst you in terms of, you know, 
physical violence and and there's so much more that goes with this show um when it comes to that that's just one aspect because it's true it's very true um a fourth concept that that I that I want to talk about respect respect uh or actually a third concept I believe this is number 3 uh yeah respect i deserve to be respected i'll give respect when i get respect respect is something you have to earn first let me tell you what bothers me about that kids use this today when it comes to adults i have bad news for all you 13 year olds out there and i say that because you now have one and i and i have one in three months almost to the day um you don't, an adult does not have to earn their respect from you, especially if you don't know them. So you don't tell me that a stranger's in a store and you don't know how to say excuse me because that stranger has not earned your respect yet. That is definitely you being the worst you. Yeah. You respect adults automatically. Now, that's a lack ahead. of manners. That's all that is. Yeah, that's all that is. Um, we've taken that respect thing to a different level. Yes, uh, there are certain people that it's very hard to respect them when over time you have watched their manners, how they carry themselves, their character, their demeanor. Um, and as from one adult to another, it's very hard to respect that individual. Okay, But uh, I don't agree with the this this thing today with the young people. Uh, you see these things in the classroom where the kid is cussing the teacher out. Uh, 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 no, no, no. Uh, could you imagine? Here I go with our with our Generation X thing. Could you imagine though? Seriously? No, because I would have got cracked it, 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 by it, the principal, by my parents, <laughs> by the neighbor, yeah. by the neighbor for no reason. Uh, yeah, it would. No, and, and and that's you know that's where my Generation X mentality comes in. I apologize. No, I don't. Um, it's just, you know, we have to watch, but I do get where the worst you could come out in somebody when you are trying to gain the respect of people and you can't figure out why you cannot gain that respect. What are you doing wrong? And it becomes frustrating. I think when you're trying to, am I, am I being overzealous? Am I being more arrogant than confident in my leadership role? We just talked about this with Dr. Nicole Rantella. Um, it, 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 am I being narcissistic to a certain... Yeah, and this is where you have to step back and look at yourself and figure that out. But for people who really feel like... I mean, I guess there's a point in time when you feel like you're doing everything you can to gain that respect, but you're not getting it. Being the best you, I think, would be moving on from that individual, those individuals... And finding a better group of people to be around, that would be Absolutely. my, yeah. There, there's clients that have left. I've just up and left them. And it's just like, listen, I don't think this is going to happen any longer. Uh, we There seems to be an issue here. Not really sure we can resolve it. And so it's probably best we just part ways. And I've done that. I mean, I would rather, I've, I've said it before, yeah. you know, and, and, and this is an old saying that, that I learned from my inmates now they probably meant this in a totally different way uh or in a different 
job description, but all money ain't good money. And I totally agree with that. You know, sometimes yeah. it's not worth the headache or the, and when you have a choice in it, I own my own business. I, I can ask me if I want to quit that job. And I say, yes, if it's something that, you know, you see, you're not getting, um, uh, the courtesy or the respect that, that maybe not that you even demand just that you kind of ask, uh, in reciprocal and reciprocate, right? It's like, I'm doing this for you. What's the issue? I mean, why aren't you returning it? If I'm, if I'm giving you respect, you know what I mean? It's yes. supposed to be a two way street mm-hmm. and, and that's just it. It's supposed to be a two way street. So for these young individuals that are running around, you have to respect me first and all this nonsense. That's just immaturity at its greatest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think the bigger issue here is the more mature person knows that to be respectful is just to be kind and courteous. Uh, now you're giving nobody a reason to not respect you, mm-hmm. you know? And so there's that. Uh, I think a lot of it's hyped up in, in a lot of media that the youngsters listen to these days. Yes. I said youngsters. Yeah. I, I own that, <laughs> uh, you know, but they listen to that and everything's about respect and getting dissed and disrespected. And I don't know if yeah. this is even still a thing. I don't know, but you know, it's, it's, that's, that's the deal. It's like, they really feel like they're owed something and, and no, none of us are, you know, none of us are owed it. Mm. It's just expected to be a two way street. If somebody's being kind and courteous to you, return the favor. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, Seems simple enough. Maybe it's not, but uh, but it seems simple enough. And I think that leads right into the fourth point. When you are looking for that respect, because um, let's be very transparent here. We started a podcast one year, well, we'll say January of last year, okay? January of last year. So the podcast didn't start airing until April. But we're going on two years in January of 2023 of actually sitting down and beginning to record shows. We are looking, we are on a journey looking for the respect for the Two Brothers One Mike show. We do not feel that we're where we want to be yet. And how dare, how dare everybody not respect us for being podcasters. We know where our place is right now, and we have to get to that point. We have to figure this whole thing out, and we do that on a regular basis. I mean, we have long talks on a regular basis and continue. This show has changed direction in terms of dynamics. How many times now? Yeah, and so we understand that. Um, There are times when we find the worst you coming out in us because we don't feel, you know, sometimes that the support system of those that we feel – should support us are supporting us then we have to take a step back and we have to remember this folks there are times when joe and i cannot figure out while there are certain uh you you know there's a lot of people that were like we really would enjoy their support but we don't feel they're supporting us in that way there's a couple things you have to remember that we have to remind ourselves and here we are being transparent where we're not being the best us Number one, it's not their journey, it's our journey, right? It's our goal. When you have your own goal and that passion, that determination, that drive, that motivation to achieve that goal is there with you, it's not anybody else's, it's yours. So they're clapping in the background and saying, you know, rah, rah, rah. And, you know, it is what it is. Uh, that's how they feel about it. They're happy for you, but it's not their journey. They have their own journey. They have their own goals. 
And so you can't just expect this huge support system. It has to come gradually, especially when it comes to podcasting. This is nothing easy. Um, and so we're trying to figure that all that whole thing out. So we have to understand that. We have to understand. And when when we get angry about it, so to speak, it's how quickly we recover from it, which is pretty quick. And we say, okay, hang on. This isn't their journey. It's ours. If we get them aboard, we get them aboard. And that is fantastic. That's what we want. But we can't get mad about that, right? It, it, the support system is... We want you to listen. We want you to share. We want you to hit that thumbs up button. We want you to, to like. We want you to give a review. And and that's all we could do is ask. But we can't get angry if somebody doesn't do it. Um, and and so, again, setting goals and, and wanting that respect is something you have to earn and is something that you have to understand that people aren't doing it purposely to hurt you. It's just not their drive. It's a, They're not as motivated as you are to do this show, and they shouldn't be. We need to be the most motivated to do this show, right? It can't be somebody else who listens to the show being more motivated than the people that are actually delivering the information. So there's that. Um, anything you want to add to that? No, actually, no. no. <laughs> I said I said, I said, said a lot there. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, you've covered all bases on that one for certain. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's just it. We can only expect so much. And like you said, I mean, I would just be repeating what you're saying. It's, it's, it's our journey. Uh, they're part of it, certainly, but it's about us. And so right. we can only expect so much from those around us. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I agree 100% with your opinion on that. I don't know if it's because you just said what I said. Uh, pretty much. Uh, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. But you know, with that, there's, there's one more thing I want to talk about today. But before we do that, we want to hear from our sponsor. Don't go anywhere, anybody. We'll be right back. Two Brothers, One Mike is sponsored by Kitchen Apps, Perfectly Prepared Portions. Hey, Youngstown area listeners, it's Joe from T-Bomb. Do you find yourself dreading all of the specifics when it comes to prepping your meals for the week? I mean, calculating calories and macros can be such a pain, which for many of us can result in losing our momentum when we're starting a new eating lifestyle. Now, I know for me, I was constantly figuring out which foods to eat so I wouldn't only stay under calories but also maintain my macros. What's more is I hated the idea of eating the same thing every day simply because I finally came up with that perfect combination. But then I found Kitchen Apps. Founded in 2015 by Tom Kitchen Apps. Their mission is simple. They created a personalized selection of flavorful gourmet meals that are perfectly portioned and nutritionally balanced to fit their clients' lifestyles, as well as their physical needs. All for a very affordable price. You receive three meals plus two snacks for five days. So your whole work week is completely taken care of. And yes, there are options to add or subtract meals as you need them for the weekends too. So for more information or to place your order, go to kitchenabs.com. That's kitchenabz.com and get started today. Welcome back, everyone. So we've talked about four different concepts today that make us the worst that we could possibly be at times. The fifth one to me, Joe... I guess it I guess it kind of embodies the first four. Uh, stress, stress is stress is just a whole different ball game when it comes to being the worst you. It could be finances. Finances are big. Listen, again, we're dating the show, but right now. 
people are really trying to figure out what direction they're going financially, whether it's your 401k, whether it's your week-to-week paycheck at work, all these things that are going on in this country right now, ladies and gentlemen, in October of 2022, it's been going on for a while now, uh, everything with the supply chain management and, and everything that's going on with businesses and, and again, uh, people's you know 401k plans and it's gas, uh, the price of commodities right now, um, the housing market, everything seems to have everybody stressed out. And in a stressed out situation, Joe, agree or disagree, it could really bring out the worst you. Absolutely. I mean, we did a show a while back about incidental uh, emotions. And I, I think this probably pairs very well with this episode. There'll be a link to that episode in the description. But sure. uh, yeah, absolutely. Of, of course, you know, one thing goes south and, and that could really have an influence <laughs> on the way that you move forward with someone else. That's for and sure. It, it will. And, and this is where social media comes into play again, because we see so many things that trigger us. We get triggered so easy. Uh, and, and, you know, you go on Facebook and, and somebody posts a meme it's supposed to be funny. It gets it just it's taken the wrong way by wrong way by by one person, and it goes south in a hurry. It goes from a funny meme with some actor who's just making a joke to everything that's going on in Washington. I, I mean, people whose names weren't even mentioned in the meme just get thrown right in there. And it's just, uh, it's unfortunate, but it is where we bring out the worst us. Social media to me, and we're going to have that show uh, where we talk about the good. And there is some, there's some good with with social media if you use it the right way. But the bad, uh, I'm sorry, the bad outweighs the good in my opinion because of how we use it, how we use it. Yeah, and it goes a step further too. You know, some of those like the meme that you're talking about, you'll see a lot of these things where press like if, if you, you know, I don't, you just see these different things. If you agree with this or like for a prayer, you know, hit a like for a prayer. And a lot of people don't realize is a lot of that's feeding into algorithms for certain business pages. And there's a reason why they're doing that. They don't care what, if you, if they wreak havoc because they put something out there like that, oh, oh they love that because now everybody's going to start to see their posts more because they're all commenting and they're giving all that interaction to that business page. So, yeah. I mean, that's, there's a whole other thing on that. And, uh, uh, you know, we'll definitely, Definitely uh, uh, talk about that more in depth when we get oh, yeah. to that episode. Yeah, absolutely, definitely that. I mean, there's there's a lot of other things too when it comes to these algorithms and these companies, folks. I, I'm just going to say this, and we're going to move on. Uh, we're going to talk more about this in our our soul our 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 soul our show about social media. Please be careful when you see these things where they want you to click on it and they want you to find out whether or not what kind of fruit you would be. Uh, and, oh, you know, and it says Tom would be a banana and then Tom shares it. And then people are clicking on this and it says, I would be grapes. It would say, I would be an apple. You guys better be careful with this. This is people that can get into your personal information and do a lot of different things with it. And we'll talk about that on our social media show. Um, it's, it's, please be careful when it comes to stuff like that. Uh, but again, today's show about being the worst shoe instead of the best shoe. Social media is definitely on the clock. I don't care if it's Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok. Um, it's just amazing how triggered we are from just one simple comment um, on any one of those platforms. So there's that. And 
you know, there's there's so many other things that cause stress besides social media and uh, road rage. Joe, do you have road rage? I don't. I actually do not. I, you know, I, one thing that I realize, we're not in the car together a lot. I don't believe. And if we are, somehow I'm the driver all the time. What's that all about? Um, am I? The, yeah, I think I am. Yeah, think about that. I, I, it's got to be because we're going somewhere where you were going anyways. Yeah. Good. I, well, that's, is that how you're getting out of that? Um, so, so, so listen, road rage. I have at times had road rage. You know when? When I'm trying to get to work in the morning and all of a sudden in the fast lane, you have a guy who just decided 50 miles an hour on the highway is what I need to do. Uh, You know, and you're not really, you don't know the guy. You're not mad at the guy, but, but you desperately don't want to be late for work. And so I think, you know how I handle it now, ladies and gentlemen, I leave for work at least 15 minutes earlier than I normally would. Because I know I'm going to run into that guy. He's out there. And I'm going to run into him. Or the truck who suddenly feels he needs to be in the fast lane going 60 miles an hour. So I get it. You know, uh, Sebastian Maniscalco, a comedian, uh, does a road rage uh, skit that is absolutely hilarious. Where we have to drive by the person that kept us in that miles per hour. And we need to see the face of the individual and, and yell at them about how you're having such a good day and look at the transformation. Look what you've done to me. Uh, and he does it so well with, with how he does the skit. Um, but road rage, be careful, folks, because I think about, you know, when I get angry about those situations, that can go south in a hurry. You get the wrong person who's also having a bad day, who's not afraid to do something absolutely ridiculous. There's something that can go south in a hurry all because somebody got in the wrong lane at the wrong time. Yeah, because you disrespected them. Go figure. Uh, You know, one of the things, too, I've seen people that, you know, they cut people off in traffic and they're flying. And, and, you know, you always hear the other comments from the rest of the people in the car. It's, well, hold on a second. Like, no, I don't agree with what he's doing. He really needs to be safe with what, you know, whatever he's doing up there. Yeah. At the same time, you don't know what phone call he got prior to that to that you know to him driving the way that he is he might be in a in a legitimate hurry you know so i try to try to just keep it in mind that you know there might be a reason that you don't know about whatever's happening um you know as far as the the the, you know we always know these people that uh, at intersections like to pull out in front of you and they'll pull out in front of you at 75 miles per hour and then they do about 20 yeah exactly Uh, that's 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 like par for the course anywhere you drive only when you're running a little bit behind as it seems, as it seems, uh, to add to something you said, <clears throat> excuse me, I always try to do this. The person who does that, I try to say to myself, I don't know what these people are dealing with. Maybe they're trying to get, you know, the people that when you're going 80 miles an hour in a 70 and the people are right on your bumper, uh, yeah, okay, the person might be, uh, for lack of better words, a jerk, okay, who just wants to go 90 in every direction. But his wife might be on her way to the hospital to deliver twins, and he's trying to get there. Okay, so so you don't know the situation. So I kind of just, I, I put that in my head and move over. You know, the worst you would be, I'm going to go 70 now. You know, and, and then you think to yourself, what if that was a situation and this guy is completely off his rocker now because of what you're doing. 
So there, that's that's one way to look at it when it comes to road rage. And so kids, I went from road rage to kids, different kind of rage. Um, I was gonna say they're kind of equal in a way, you know. Yeah, uh, kids, you know, kids never know why they do what they do. They're like, why'd you do that? I don't know. And um, and so you you right now we've we we now have brand new teenagers. You officially me a couple months away. We have ones who are younger, 10-year-olds, and eight. 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 Uh, and then you also have a 20-plus. So, so who who knows everything? <laughs> yeah. And by the way, is, is now dating a young lady who has a, another little girl. So now, <laughs> you know... Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen there, but as yeah, of right yeah. now, you know, there's there's yet another one. <laughs> well, 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 well uh, maybe this teaches him. Uh, wow, you know what? I as you have kids, par- it's no lie. What parents tell you, you wait, wait until you. I I never say this to our parents. I guess our mother and father are going to know this now because they watch the show. Uh, but every time my two do something completely ridiculous, which boy do they seem to do this a lot, um, I think about my parents saying that to us. And and I don't want to tell them though, so, so the parent uh, curse is a real thing. Uh, I remember it is telling that they used to say that to me. Uh, and so what happened was uh, I went through a divorce, and we moved back into my parents' house, me and my son, <laughs> who who now lives with them. I don't know if it worked out. <laughs> folks, I don't know if they're if they're happy or sad that they gave me the parent curse. <laughs> folks, our our eighties clan, Falcon Crest Dynasty, Dallas, nothing, nothing uh, compared to that soap opera. That uh, nothing like living with parents. They always tell me, um, you, you know, if you move, come home from Lansing, you know, sell the house and move in with us. And I'm thinking, uh that could be a reality show if ever, uh, if ever yeah, I've seen know, one. It's, it's different yeah. when you're when you're young and you're in yeah. college, and then you move back. That's one thing. After yeah. you've been living on your own for so long, that's uh, that's you know. I get I get it as parents. I get it as parents. Sure. I get what they're saying as parents. But as the kid, quote unquote, yeah, it's a whole different. It's a whole different ball game. I remember looking up at the ceiling that first day, going, "How far have I really?" gone <laughs> i'm back in the same bed in the same room 360 360 yep. right yeah. back where i started not 180 360 <laughs> um so you know there's that and the i'm i there's one more thing i want to talk about and then we're going to go to an ad before we sum this whole show up today but joe let me just ask you if you had to guess i'm going to talk about my worst me what is your worst you? If you had to take a guess, what what is it? Is it social media? Is it the kids? Is it road rage? Is it is it dealing with uh, the neighbors? What 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 is your worst you? So many options, man. You're throwing them out there, and I'm like, yeah. yeah oh, I know yeah, mine. Yeah. Uh, I know mine. Yeah, I, I would say probably my greatest thing, and I have to pray for this daily, is patience and mm. having it, <laughs> having the patience for the children's. Uh, but you know, they're very, I mean, they're kids. They're just being kids. I know that, uh, you know, and one of the great things that God does for us when we pray for things is he doesn't just give it to you. He gives you the situations to deal with it. So here, practice your patience. And so he does that daily a lot. And I think he chuckles when he does it. Um, you know, but I, I deal and it is what it is. Um, I really try, you know, my, it, it really is with them when, when, uh, you know, the, it's just, it's the same stuff. You know, you tell them to do something. You got to tell them a million times. Two girls. 
Yeah, you have uh, two girls. I do. <laughs> I do. And so, you know, there's that. And then, you know, just, just, I mean, just the basic stuff that, you know, you try to have, can't have nice things, you know, that's, there's that whole or, ordeal. And yeah. so I would say just the basic dealings with, with younger kids, but it's what I signed up for. So, huh. you know, at the same time, the good outweighs the bad. Mm-hmm. I think, when you I have think a 13 year old. <laughs> yeah. Good, good idea. Um, I, folks, I, and what I mean by that is when you have a 13 year old boy who likes to, to, you know, you push the envelope with, with his younger sisters and then you have, um, uh, well, she's going to be 10 in January, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then eight. Um, and, and so they're not going to put up with their 13 year old brother. And then sometimes they're not going to put up with their, with, with each other. Uh, and so it's a whole different ball game with the boys. They fight it out. And you got to break that up and, you know, figure that out, the, the stress. With the girls, they scream. They yell at each other. It's and that loud. that causes the spine yeah. <laughs> to begin to curl. And, uh, you know, so so it's a different ball game. So patience, definitely, I agree with you on that. Mine. If you're a member, if you're a member of Local 1112 Lordstown, Ohio, for 25 years with me, if you're a member... Currently of local 602 Lansing Delta Township, LDT, up here in the LDT for the last almost four years, going on four years now, you know my worst me. You know my worst me is work. Joe, when I tell you that you have never seen the worst me, I mean, we have been together now for 48 years because that's your age. I was here before you. Um, These people, if we sat them down in a T-bomb show and did an interview with drama music playing in the background, you can get some stories. I I don't know what it is. I think there's several things about working for General Motors that absolutely trigger me in the slightest situation. It's that, it's that whole, it's that there's the stress where you're dealing with a company that is constantly changing. You don't know who to, it, it, uh, this is just me personally, okay? I think I have 48,000 people, 48,000 people that might agree with me here. It's never the same week to week. Change, 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 change. I tell people, if you are working for General Motors and you are afraid of change, you are working for the wrong company. We are never on one straight path. That path goes in every direction, every day. Not every week. Things change daily. They call it a fluid situation, uh, especially right now. And when you're dealing with, and this is this is me. I'm not I'm not letting the cat out of the bag. We deal right now with an international union, not a local, an international union that it's been in the media for how long now is, and I'm going to say it because I've had it up to here, very corrupt, very. You didn't put a dozen people in prison because it's not. And so you don't know who to believe. 
you're in a situation where your plant closed, so you moved to a different spot, and you're trying to go back and forth between two different places, and you're trying to figure everything out, you don't know who to believe, and here comes the next contract, and we're going to strike, and we're going to fight for this, but we're not fighting for that, so we're you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Then you're at work, and the jobs are overloaded, and you're running up and down the line, and it's, it's an amazing amount of stress to get a certain number of cars out. Quality needs to be there. Production needs to be there. Throughput. Everything everything going on you're yelling it's loud and i gotta tell you for me it triggers me and i i know why two reasons the worst me comes out at work because number one i hate lazy people (laughs) i can't handle lazy joe and i were not brought up to be lazy. I'm not saying we didn't fight to try and find that path, but I was we lazy. were. I was yeah, so lazy. <laughs> but we were detoured, yeah. effectively detoured to go back from lazy and find out work ethic all over again. And so when I'm working, I work with so many good people. And I mean, I think they're what keeps me sane. The good people on the management side and the union side. I worked with a lot of great managers. I'm going to tell you right now. They're people too. They're not robots. They're people too. They have kids. They have worries. They have stress. They have days of being the worst me and days of being the best me. And and so I've had some fantastic uh, group leaders and manpower leaders and things of you know things like that. And I've had a lot of good local union representation people. Local. Uh, I've worked with... Um, so many people that when I walk away from this, I always talk about how I'm not going to miss it. They're going to make it hard on me. Um, the 25 years at Lordstown and going on four years at Lansing Delta, those people keep me sane. They keep me going. Um, they make fun of my temper all the time. And I don't laugh at first, but I tell you what, it takes me five minutes to get back focused. It's not like I pick up a heavy tool and throw it at somebody's head. I don't do things of this you know, nature, <laughs> but, but they are what gets me back on track in a hurry by making the jokes. I learned to, you know, embrace that. And, and it's just, I'm triggered by the laziness sometimes and I have it around me. Okay, when you're working with that many apples in a basket, you're going to have bad ones as well. Sure. Uh, and, and and so there's that, and there's that never knowing where the truth is and what you're being told. And when you're working for a corporation of this magnitude, folks, I'm sorry, but the truth is not always told. And I can't stand that. I am transparent. I want to know where do I stand in order to make the right decisions in my personal life for me and my children. And when you're not telling me where I stand, you're giving me, it's like a chess match. I got to guess where you're going two moves ahead in order to make the right move next. And if I make the wrong move, it affects me tremendously. So that kind of stress is what brings out the worst me. It really does. But again, Everybody has that one thing. I want everybody to think about that. What is the worst me? And so that is my battle. Joe, it's patience. Coach Tony, it's it's work right now and 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 finding that end game as I get closer and closer to retirement from from a company I've been with for almost 30 years now. Crazy as it seems. But I will say this now for anybody who is 
working for General Motors that I have worked with, both people who were my bosses and people that I've worked side by side with, or even people that I just know that I've worked with, that I've engaged with, um, who are laughing as they think about some of the the temper tantrums that I've had at work. Um, uh, I could tell you, you people keep me sane. You really do. Um, and, and so... Uh, on to the next temper tantrum in the worst me day, followed by five minutes of recovery, patience, and moving on with my day. That's that's where I'm at there. Um, but before we get into a summary of the show, a rather long show today because we had a lot to talk about. Let's hear uh, one more time from our, one of our sponsors here at Two Brothers One Mike. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Two Brothers One Mike is sponsored by YSN, your sports network, loyal, local, live. Hey everyone, it's Joe from Two Brothers, One Mike. For all of our sports enthusiasts out there from the Northeast Ohio and Western Pennsylvania area with busy schedules, we know you can't always make it to the big game. Well, we have some great news for you. Now is your chance to listen or watch your favorite high school teams compete on the YSN Network. Covering multiple sports from more than 50 area high schools as well as Youngstown State University Baseball and the Mahoney Valley Scrappers and so much more. What's that? No longer live in the Northeastern Ohio or Western Pennsylvania area? No problem. You can go to YSNlive.com on any browser or download the YSN Live app available on both the App Store and Google Play so you can listen wherever you'd like to start your sports binge and streaming experiences today. Now back to our podcast. Welcome back, everyone. So, Today's show, Joe, we had a lot to talk about. You know, we talked about all the stresses in life in our last segment. And you talked about patience being uh, with children, being your worst Jew that you always have to overcome. I think I think a lot of people resonate with that. I mean, oh, if you're a parent right now, um, and, and even I do, you know, uh, when you're raising two little boys uh, and you're doing it in person and on face uh, FaceTime, Woo, that's that's an interesting. Uh, that's where you know you're just you know, uh, mom mom comes into play. Not our mom, their mom. Mom comes into play a uh, big role there uh, for her. And, and so you know you think about those people and and the kind of days they're having all the time. I've had a lot of people in my life that have been huge in this in that situation. Uh, that you know we'll talk about that you know one day in the near future on, on two brothers, one Mike, but we talked about, you know, finances always being something that can bring out the worst you demanding respect, wanting people to support what you're doing when you're setting goals, all these things, you know, and sometimes emotionally trying to handle things physically, unfortunately, sometimes having to handle things, um, you know, all the way to road rage, which can lead to emotional and physical, um, and how things can go south so quickly, you know, sideways, we call it so quickly. So anything else you want to add to the show today as far as trying to take that worst you, minimize it in our lives, and be the best you more times than not? You know, it almost goes hand in hand with the whole patience thing, and that's serenity. I mean, we hear about this idea, uh, you know, a lot of times like in AA meetings, right, where, uh, uh, you know, we, we try to discern between the things that we can change and the things that we can't and to be able to accept the things that we can't change. Um, you know, when you find yourself in that predicament, you're able to actually come to a conclusion of what you can and can't change. Um, it becomes that much easier to accept the situation for what it is rather than allowing it to stress you out. Um, you see an easier resolve 
or a better resolve. Again, it's a pros and cons list, basically. So I think that uh, uh, is probably one of the probably the most effective things that I do, uh, you know, besides just praying for patients. But again, these are things that we have to practice. And I practice that through serenity. So serenity and and i i hate to do it serenity but now yeah it, <laughs> I, I mr costanza pops right into my head um uh rest in peace i, I when did he pass away oh it's uh, been a few years now. mr stiller he passed jerry, jerry stiller jerry right yeah ben stiller's dad um but what a fantastic character but every time somebody says that word yeah. it just pops right into your head serenity and i think that goes hand in hand with uh, a lot of prayer uh, just asking for guidance on how to stay calm. Um, those of you with short fuses out there, my people, you know what I'm talking about out there. Um, uh, so serenity to all you, and uh, you know, a prayer doesn't hurt. Uh, in order to find guidance in that whole entire lifestyle that we possess, unfortunately. Um, Joe, we got all of it out there today about the worst you. Speaking of the best you, uh, Ron, the pharmacist is on next week. What best you is he bringing to the show? And, uh, and, uh, what are we going to be talking about? So next week, Ron's going to be talking about the multivitamins that we take and how we have to be careful with, uh, certain minerals and, and vitamins and just kind of making sure that whatever you're taking over the counter doesn't kind of conflict or have any sort of, uh, conflicting results with other things that you're taking. Yeah. So, I mean, basically, and I, I've talked to, to Ron about this, um, on several occasions, uh, he's, we're going to be bringing maybe, maybe three or four or five different things to the show. As far as a combination of, you know, if you're taking a certain medication, you have to stay away from this particular supplement. Some people can take it. Some people can't based on their, you know, their underlying conditions that they may have. So, you know, when you're taking a certain, uh, something over the counter, you have to watch, uh, maybe, and I'm just folks, I'm literally just saying this, you're taking a certain, uh, medication because you have the flu. Uh, you have to stay away from, uh, creatine monohydrate when you're taking this particular medication. I just threw that out there. He'll elaborate um, on what really what, what we're looking at when it comes to uh, that particular situation. Uh, Ron, the pharmacist, will narrow it down and give exact examples of what we're looking at there. So I think it's going to be a fantastic show and something I think everybody should listen to. Um, actually, watch. We're on video now. For those of you who don't know that, somebody asked me this the other day. They said, you guys mentioned on your show, I was listening, that you're on video. How do I get to the video? I don't know how else to explain it. We're on Spotify. We're on YouTube. How else do we're on Facebook? Yeah. So, so how do you get all your other videos from all your other podcasts? It's the same way, basically. Um, that's where we're at. So, um, folks, if you're having problems with that, reach out to us. Let us know about the problems you're having, and maybe we can do a short video where we kind of show you the different avenues you can take to watch us. And I mean, hey, listen, if listening is your thing. We're not deterring you from that. That's your thing. Um, sometimes listening works out better. But we're on video now. So there's that. Joe, that's all I have to say for you. All right. Well, until then, I want to remind all of you, be sure to give us a rating or review on your favorite podcast service. Also, if you have any questions, comments, thoughts, or opinions, you can leave us a message via the link in this episode's description. And finally, remember to join us every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we release new episodes. 
Now, on behalf of Coach Tony and myself, thanks for listening. All right, everybody out there, listen. Uh, you know what the show was about today. It's about all of us being the worst we could be sometimes. I mean this more so now than in any other show so far in T-Bomb Land series history. Be the best you. Joe, I'm out of here.